Is it weird to have anchovies for breakfast? Asking for a friend. <laughs> um, in what context are you having the anchovies? Well, I have them on toast. Yeah. With caramelized onions okay. and sometimes Philadelphia cream cheese. <laughs> How often do you have this? Every day. <laughs> okay. I don't, it's weird, isn't it? I don't want. I brush my teeth after it <laughs> before I go to work. <laughs> As a former coworker, I'm very pleased that that is is the case. Um, I so I applaud the mix of salty and sweet in mm. that dish. I think it sounds delicious. Uh, it's a very strong flavour for breakfast. But hey, um, what? Who are we to say that it's wrong to have strong tastes for breakfast? People in Asia eat you know, faux and me goring and yeah, I know. nasty yeah. goring. So you're just bringing out your, you're just, I mean, it's un-Australian. Mm. I'll say that. You um, aren't a member of Team Australia, but it could be <laughs> delicious. Thank God. Why are we talking about anchovies? Um, because it's the topic for Ingredipedia this week. Okay. The small, hairy, polarising fish anchovies. Uh, what we're going to have a fight about, a food fight, a factual food fight about. All right, let's fight. Um, cool. So do you want to start? Yeah, okay. Round one. Em, what do you think of if I say the film The Birds? Um, I think of Alfred Hitchcock. Good. And Birds, but I haven't seen it, so. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> honest. I... I don't think I've seen it. Uh, I know it's a film about um, birds attacking people. Mm. Um, Tippi Hedren is in it, who's Melanie Griffith's mother. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, I, I don't think it's ever explained in the film why the birds are attacking the people. They're just like this mysterious kind of force, um, a kind of, you know, nature uh, and evil and all that kind of stuff it's all just bubbling under the surface luckily there is science and i know what you're asking is isn't this the uh, anchovy show and isn't Mm. this a podcast essentially about food and you're talking about a film that you haven't even seen get to the point (laughs) well the point is that in 1961 in santa cruz california the santa cruz sentinel reported a most unusual occurrence a massive flight of sooty shearwaters fresh from a feet of anchovies, which is dinner, I guess, collided with shoreside shore structures from Pleasure Point to Rio del Mar during the night. Uh, residents, especially in the Pleasure Point and Capitol area, were awakened about 3 a.m. today by the rain of birds slamming against their homes. So birds just basically like rained down on this um, this sort of seaside town in California. And when the light of day made the area visible, residents found the streets covered with birds. The birds disgorged bits of fish and fish skeletons over the streets and lawns and housetops, leaving an overpowering fishy stench. Wow, that sounds like the end of the world. Yeah, so it's kind of apocalyptic. (laughs) Um, What this website, the the Poison Review, uh, claims is that Hitchcock was staying nearby and was mesmerised by the story and asked for the the, the Sentinel for a copy of the story and then two years later he made the film The Birds. It was based on a story by Daphne du Maurier, so maybe that's untrue. But what is true is that the cause of the bird's kind of crazy attack on the town was something inside anchovies. It's called 
domoic acid. It's a toxin produced by phytoplankton that accumulates in the anchovies and, and makes up a large part of seagulls' diet. And uh, large quantities, quantities of the toxin in plankton and specimens from marine animals uh, were collected in 1961 after the birds went crazy. So... So it's inside the anchovies. It's what they eat. The anchovies eat this phytoplankton. Yeah. Uh, it gathers in their guts. The birds eat the anchovies. How did they know that? Does they, it like they tested the. How do the birds know? The, oh, they don't know. Oh. They don't know at all. They're poisoned, and it makes them crazy oh, right. zombie birds. Okay. And then they just attack people and towns, uh, and it inspires Alfred Hitchcock movies. So anchovies, not just a delicious, salty breakfast snack for Emily. <laughs> they actually uh, make birds crazy and make Alfred Hitchcock inspired to make movies. That was a really interesting story. It makes my my kind of round feel a bit, um, you know, like I'm doing it for the benefit of myself, which I am. Okay. <laughs> um, my story is that I read an article on um, Food 52 that said anchovies are the new salt. Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm on board the anchovy train already and I don't need to be told that. No. <laughs> but they suggested that you add them to your um, sautéed greens, your salad dressings. Obviously you make pizzas with them, like mm-hmm. basically make it all foods with anchovies, which I'm on board. Yep. And then they said anchovy popcorn. <laughs> which is really um, appealing to my interest because okay. it's a snack. It's not hard to make and it's got anchovies and it's popcorn. <laughs> so I I started off by trying to make the fancy version, okay, which is the banya cauda, which is um, an Italian dip made with garlic, butter and anchovies that you dip vegetables in. Mm-hmm. So I tried to make garlic, butter and anchovy sauce to put on... Um, the popcorn, but I ended up getting injured by the <laughs> anchovies and the hot butter, and I poisoned my dog with all the garlic fumes <laughs> and everything burnt. So that was okay. So you've a set, nightmare. You basically set fire to your house and poisoned your dog. <laughs> yes, but so, what do we have to show for it? And got third degree burns, but okay. it's fine. Um, so I just went with plain anchovy popcorn. Mm-hmm. So. I wanted you to try it to see what you think. Okay. Now, Em, I know that this podcast is a competition, right? <laughs> but what – you're bribing the wrong person. You're trying to beat me. You're, you should be yeah, giving true. this popcorn to the listeners. Subscribe and you'll get a free okay. tasting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it just looks like regular popcorn. Mm. It's all okay. It, it smells like anchovies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that tastes a lot like anchovies. In a good way, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with this. <laughs> Do you have any beer? <laughs> what about anchovy popcorn on toast? <laughs> Is that what no. you had for breakfast this morning? <laughs> no. Okay, so explain how you did this. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I... What did I do? Oh, yeah, I just got a good bit. <laughs> I um, heated up some oil in a saucepan. Mm-hmm. And then I chopped up some anchovies that came in a tin of oil mm-hmm. into kind of small pieces and then just cooked that for like six minutes until it became like a little bit more of a sauce, like a kind of grey sauce. Mm. And then I got little batches of popcorn, like about 20 things, and put a little bit of sauce in and like 
rolled it around in a bowl and then did that in like batches. So each one was like evenly coated with yeah. anchovies. Yeah, except for every now and again you get a really anchovy yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Which but that's, is, a, that's a good it's surprise. Good. It's like a lucky, lucky <laughs> dip. Okay, so anchovies are the new salt mm. and they can be put on popcorn and all of a sudden breakfast popcorn <laughs> sold. Okay, round two. And I feel like... I feel like this is a food podcast and I haven't really been bringing food per se. Like I just talked about an Alfred Hitchcock film and domoic acid in the guts of anchovies and I feel like maybe people listening to this podcast are food fans mm. and they they probably want to hear about food ingredients and get recipes and, and ideas for food, which is what you're giving them, Emily. Yeah. And I'm also aware that this is a competition. So what I'm going to do is bring together my two loves – history and food and i'm going to give you uh, an anchovy recipe from uh from ancient rome not a really old piece of food good no <laughs> well <laughs> interesting you should say that um have you heard of garum before um yes actually you in have? my research <laughs> in your this research episode. for this well it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing it's basically it's very similar to the fish sauce that uh, is used in Asian cooking today, but it was used in uh, ancient Rome. And the reason we know so much about garum is, well, the Romans were good record keepers, but also they found in the ruins at ancient Pompeii, uh, the uh, ruined city uh, in the south of Italy. Saw that from the train. Mount Mount Vesuvius. (laughs) Yep, you went past on the train. I've actually been, been to Pompeii. I went there. Um, because as I mentioned, I'm a nerd. Um, and that's, that's where nerds go on holiday. (laughs) What what? history? Can I get an audio guide at this place? I can, I can and did. I had a 48 hour pizza tour to attend to. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, they found the, um, the makings of, of garum, uh, in Pompeii. So basically what it was, it was, it was a fish sauce condiment. It was made by like crushing and fermenting in brine the intestines of fish really such as anchovies uh it created an unpleasant smell so its fermentation was uh often relegated to the outskirts of cities uh the finished product was quite mild and subtle and uh, was mixed with wine vinegar pepper oil or water to enhance the flavor of many dishes so it is like fish sauce so it was a sauce that was added to dishes yeah yeah basically it was it was a flavor enhancer and also um we're talking about a time before um refrigeration and mm. before um, and, and salting food wasn't even kind of well known so um what i have here is 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 a recipe an ancient garum recipe from the website pompeifoodanddrink.org uh all of, the, page. all of these all of these websites are from to, like 1998 they're all built in geo cities um okay so use fatty fish for example sardines well or anchovies yeah. as is the anchovy episode and a well-sealed container with a 26 to 35 quart capacity. I don't know what that is. That sounds like a lot though. Add dried aromatic herbs possessing a strong flavor such as dill, coriander, fennel, celery, mint, oregano and others. All good so far. Mm -hmm. Fish, herbs, good. Uh, Make a layer at the bottom of the container. Then put down a layer of fish. Uh, If small, uh, leave them whole. If they're large, cut them into pieces so the guts can spill out. Uh, So this is fresh fish. This is just fresh fish fish we've put down. Uh, on top of the herbs, then add a layer of salt, two fingers high, 
Repeat these layers until the container is filled. And we're talking about oh, a big container here. Like a fish lasagna. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> let it rest for seven days in the sun. Ooh. Then mix the sauce daily for 20 <laughs> days. After that, it becomes a liquid. Hey, presto, you have garum. Sounds like a good hobby. Round two. Um, did you know that anchovies actually feature in the greatest piece of radio ever? Really? Well... Good. We, <laughs> something that will lift this podcast beyond uh, its current um, level. Good. So 3AW is quite a conservative talkback station in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And there are some, which you obviously know, but there are some late night radio hosts called Bruce and Phil. Um, imagine talking to your grandpa's brother at Christmas every night for two hours for years and years and years on end and that's what listening to Bruce and Phil is like. Uh Like my mum actually won a Scrabble set off either Bruce or Phil, I can't remember, when she was nine years old for telling a joke. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Like that's how old they are and that's how long they've been on um, the radio. Wow. Um, So. Does um, she still have the Scrabble? (laughs) Probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, Most of the callers, they have uh, super old people who are, Sad and lonely and want someone to talk to. So it's quite a novelty when a kid calls in, Mm. which is what happened in this instance. And they like it when people tell them jokes. So this kid called in with a a joke. Okay. Nightline with Bruce Mansfield and Philip Brady on 1278 3AW. Down at Newport, Toby's at Newport. Hello, Toby. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Phil. Yes, Toby. How are you? Good. Oh, good, thanks. Um, it's very late. Mum lets me stay up and listen to you guys some nights. Good. I love listening. It's the best. Um, me and my brother love to listen. Good boy. Um, I have a joke. Yes. Um, what's the funniest smelling thing in the whole wide world? The funniest smelling thing <laughs> in the whole wide world? Yes. Perhaps your nose. Oh, no. Nah. What was it? Um, an anchovy's cunt. <laughs> oh, uh, what a pity, Toby. You've ruined your track record there. Never call us again, please. Never in your life even think about it. And think, all right, we've dumped you, Toby, but there are people like Carmen and Queenie online and could hear that in their ear and are offended. And we heard it and Simon heard it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're not there. So you've ruined it for all of us. Toby, if you're ever thinking of tuning in again... Just don't get a life. And, Toby, grow up. You're old enough now to stop that filth. I can tell you how bad it was. Even Keith McGowan was offended by it. That's how coarse it was. And that's that's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. I've never been offended. Bill Howie's gone home. Yes. He doesn't even work here. In fact, a couple of the Indian cleaners have resigned. <laughs> uh, Rita at Doncaster. Uh, ooh, yep. Wow. So, um... <laughs> so without the anchovy, <laughs> there wouldn't be the greatest... Yeah. Piece of Australian radio of all time. But I don't think that swear word went to air. They probably hit the dump button. But um, the casual racism at the end did go yeah. on air, so that's fine. So I guess the it was a moral of time. the story is casual racism is okay, but swearing is not okay. Okay. Round three. Anchovies. Just remember what we were talking about. Okay. Um now, there, there are heaps of stories and, you know, Em and I go off and we research these things diligently by Googling them. Um, and so many things that I pulled up were about how people love to hate anchovies. 
Um, there's a study in the um, on the Independent in the UK. That's uh, <laughs> and again, this is a a survey of British attitudes to food by Birdseye. The uh, <laughs> so basically PR leading news as as is uh, newsers want. Uh, but in a poll of the ten least popular foods in Britain, the anchovy took the top spot. It was among the most hated foods, uh, with forty four percent of people um, hating anchovies like their number one least favorite food which you know you hear that a lot you hear that sort of polarizing um you know i, I hate it. Mm. it more anchovies get thrown out by pizza restaurants in yeah. blah, blah blah people are repulsed by them so it's really nice to find people who love them and when i say people i mean a country there's an entire country who love anchovies and that country is peru in 2006 i believe it was the Peruvian Ministry of Production launched a nationwide publicity campaign to promote the nutritional benefits of the anchovy. And they fish a lot of anchovy, so you know it makes a lot of financial sense for them, of um, economic sense for them. Um, but they just brought a lot of love into it. Uh, there was they used. Um, I, I'm going to kind of take some guesses on on what the posters are saying but there's like a cartoon chicken that's looking a bit sad and then there's like a, a really kind of brave looking anchovy next to it and it says la anchoveta es más grande de lo que piensas i don't know what it means but it's 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 more it's sassy it's sassy it's definitely sassy from the chicken and then there's ones with pigs in it um and the entire campaign was called dame anchoveta uh, so there was an entire nationwide campaign by the peruvians um, apparently there was radio ads. I couldn't find the radio ads. I really wanted to play some. So if anybody uh, wants to send us Peruvian anchovy radio ads, um, the things that they were saying with it, the anchovy makes you stronger because it's protein rich. It makes you look younger because it contains vitamin E and retinol, um, which are antioxidants that slow cellular aging, uh, rich in lysine. I don't know what that does. It's something for growing children. It sounds good. And it's versatile. It could be pre- prepared in different ways, maybe as popcorn or maybe uh, in a, a racy late-night radio call-in. Um, the Peruvians didn't stop with an advertising campaign. That feels pretty obvious. And, and the stuff I found was pretty much just, hey, recipes, how to use anchovies. They've also created the anchovy simulation. Whoa. They've created... And I haven't been able to play it. All I've got here is like a manual. It's a computer game that lets you try your skills at fisheries management. With Oculus Rift? Do I get the whole no, three? No, I'm pretty experience. sure it's from the some. I, I don't. I don't think there's any Google Cardboard Oculus Rift going on here. I think basically it's one of those. Um, Games where uh, in the old days it was a black screen and some green words popped up and uh, the computer says, welcome to the anchovy game. How many years would you like the simulation to run? (laughs) And then it suggests that you run the simulation for 100 years. What you're trying to do is is keep your fishery open um, for as long as you can. Uh, Turn on random variations in recruitment and natural mortality to see how these environmental uncertainties affect the potential yields from the fishery. Oh, God. And then you can allow El Ninos to occur and determine the impact on the fishery yields. This is a game that was um, made pe- people were made to play in schools, wasn't it? I, I, I remember these tra- type I think of it was games. some sort of like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's for training. It's, it's for like university training. Okay. But it's called Anchovy. It's from Peru. 
That country just loved that shit. Yeah, they should use it as a tourism campaign. I'd go there. Never thought <laughs> of going there before. <laughs> come here, come for the anchovy. Stay for the... 100-year-old anchovy game. 100-year-old anchovy game. Uh, if anybody also can let me know um, if they've played this game before uh, or if, if they can somehow upload it to my um, my Apple 2 e because I've just been playing Millionaire. What's an Apple and- it was a computer that was around before you were born, Emily. <laughs> right. don't, let's not get into this. You're already beating me at the, at the game. Don't don't let everyone know how old I am as well. So that's my round two. Okay. Well, sorry to make you feel old again, but oh. I'm going to talk about one of my favourite TV shows as a kid, which was the Samurai Pizza Cats. Um, yeah. Do you know it? Well, <laughs> I, I know I know it. I know it, but. Oh, such a barefaced ripoff of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Well, I mean, I didn't like that because while the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles liked pizza, it was like <laughs> not about pizza. <laughs> they didn't work in a pizza shop. Oh, so okay, Samurai Pizza Cats <laughs> work in a pizza shop. Okay, yeah. Now that you say it, it's got pizza in the name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that had never occurred to me. And let me play you the theme song. Okay. Or part of it. Somebody please cue that voice. Oh yeah. Who do you call when you want some pepperoni? Right on. They're stepping out crime and you know that ain't baloney. They're speedy serviche, he's the leader of the bunch. A heck of a fighter, makes a heck of a lunch. And little polyester, who's never afraid of going in the battle with the bad guy. Okay, so there's there's cats. So there's three cats, Mm -hmm. and one of the cats is called Guido Anchovy. Wow! And that's the cat that I used to be in love with. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. Yes, mainly because I wanted to be the pink pizza cat, which was the girl pizza cat, and work at the pizza shop. And I wasn't really into the samurai thing, but just work in the pizza shop and fall in love with Guido Anchovy. I thought that I'd talk about the reason that Guido works in a pizza shop and he's called Anchovy. Okay. Just like, uh, I just want an excuse to play that song. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair <laughs> but, enough. Um, basically, anchovies were one of the first toppings on pizzas when they were invented in Naples in the late 18th century. And the first pizza that had anchovies on it was called Pizza Marinara, which is confusing for us because... I'm used to pizza marinara being seafood pizza. Yeah. But the real pizza marinara just had tomatoes and anchovies and no cheese, interestingly. Mm. Um, and at the time, it was a food for poor people because the anchovies were really cheap and there were heaps of them. And as you were saying before, they could be preserved for ages and ages. So... Um, yeah, cartoons and anchovies. <laughs> really, just an excuse to play Samurai Pizza Cats. Yes. You've got a dreamy, faraway look in your eyes as you think about the, the pizza shop working cat. Greedo. That you <laughs> so, seem to still hold a candle for. Uh, it's a beautiful love story. Okay, so round one, we talked about Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. And I made some anchovy popcorn. Round two, I brought you the delicious recipe for the Pompeian garum. And I brought you a disgusting piece of radio. 
<laughs> That's also the greatest piece of radio ever. And round three, I brought to you the country of Peru, the most pro-anchovy country there is. And I brought to you Guido Anchovy, the reason anchovies are on pizza. <laughs> That's a bold claim. That's a bold claim, but I like that you're sticking with it. Uh, you can let us know who you thought was uh, a better human being by voting. Uh, go to our Instagram, uh, Ingridopedia, uh, at Ingridopedia, or mm. check out our website, ingridopedia.com.au, and follow the links, uh, and we'll let you know in the next episode who won. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.